This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Still got the reflexes at 52. Let's do it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right, pal. Let's do it. It's time for some birthday spankings, so take your pants off and get that cherry ass over here. It's time to smack down live from St. Louis, Missouri. It's a flurry from Hacker Hameen. Big Stevie Cool here. Channel Attitude. Yeah.com. Hey, pal, it's your goddamn birthday. Hey, pal, oh, yeah. these granny panties. Hey, pal, <laughs> yeah. here's a red wig to Put wear. Put this too. wig on and kiss me. That's coming soon to the YouTube channel. <laughs> I I think they're going to strike my channel after that one. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, happy birthday to my main man, Stevie Richards, kicking this thing off, dude. Uh, looking great. And uh, I... I Put him over uh, every which way I can, except I got a heat on him too with the goddamn Stevie kick videos, and he's doing pull-ups and he's running up inclines and whatnot now. And I'm glad to see him healthy, but uh, I always worry it's too much, too fast, especially for a man of his age approaching AARP levels. So uh, no, I got the card. I got the got card. It. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> taking every. <laughs> with all these amazing economic decisions in the world, I, I need all the help I can get. I am yeah. definitely I'm a member of AARP. I can't yeah. wait. The, the, the only thing is, what is the early bird special? We, we're still getting ready for bed at that time. So. I was just saying, you're well, already beating the clock on that yeah. one, for sure. Uh, we need like a 4 or 5 a.m. post-workout early bird special. That's the one I need. That's the prostate pee special. That's when yeah. you're up early getting that. I, I look forward to putting on my derby cap and going to the local mcdonald's and hanging out with the other people you know the other senior citizens it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah man hell yeah well you just won't order anything at mcdonald's i don't think there's anything uh on the menu you're getting there uh but yeah dude i uh, appreciate you spending your birthday hanging out talking about this not too great of a show as we went into fast lane i i didn't watch fast lane i was out um seeing some of my improv mentors perform i talked about that in the monday locker room really great weekend with the wives even though the weather kind of turned to shit so it was uh good to get out to the theater and see some live improv performance and then you know sunday is always a big day in your household with red zone on and checking out all the games i got my clock cleaned on a, a lot of what i thought were going to be sure bets and a lot of upsets this weekend <clears throat> but at the same time i'm trying to watch that and put on the old um the usa americana football face and World War Three has popped off, uh, you know, I mean, it has been what we've been doing, Ukraine, Russia, but a whole other a- uh, aspect of that with Israel and uh, Palestine, Hamas, Hezbollah, whatever you want to label it, and just an insane, what I'm considering, they said it's uh, their 9-11, yeah, it's a lie hop event, let it happen on purpose event, where 15 different breaches of the most impenetrable wall (laughs) highest technology of the idf runs and guys coming in and this is the dark part but there's always the funniest shit in the darkest 
moments uh, on fucking paragliders or or they're being dropped and, and parachuting in. Hamas has paratroopers, but they were landing in like a water park. So I was just hoping somebody like smacked their nuts off of the fucking Dumbo the Clown statue, you know, or, mm-hmm. at 90 Well, if it's hour. a government run splash pad, it's not working anyway, like the one we have here. <laughs> so they're, they're safe to land there. Yeah, but, but tough to watch football and then have the Twitter feed going on where it's just like, what the fuck? And then supposedly IDF striking back in, in Palestine, but the explosions don't look like missiles coming and going off. You don't see that. They look like explosions from underneath demolitions. So already with the conspiracy horseman critical eye and then trying to play some American dream shit while two war fronts of cold war backed by us and who knows what other you know dark side of iran they're already throwing down you know all that type of shit and then how long until china goes hold my beer come here taiwan and it's sun Tzu art of war we're split into three different war fronts in a cold war hot war scenario and with all the immigrants that have come across how many agents of iran and hezbollah are already here ready to do the next lie hop event here. I think in the next 30 to 90 days, you're going to absolutely see it happen. Yeah. Um, here's my question too. First and foremost, I see people that are putting up either on social media, YouTube videos, the like Ben Shapiro and these other people that are saying, if you think that so-and-so say X, Y, and Z or whatever, it's on both sides. If you think this, then you are the problem. And I was like, well, that's not very helpful. You're not explaining the whole situation right. or the history and all this stuff. It's one of those things like thought you were a good person. Guess I was wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. That kind of bullshit. Right, right. Because um, you want to get into the Israel-Palestine stuff where they're like, yeah, this is a terror attack and it's insane. But what pushed them? It wasn't just the we hate Jews, German fucking load them onto trains. The Like you said, you they lived long enough to watch themselves go from hero to the villain. They got that power. They've been colonizing. They've been torturing. They've been uh, making people live under guns, killing their their kids in Palestine with reckless abandon and laughing about it and becoming more and more emboldened to push these people to the point where 70% of their youth doesn't have any job. What do you expect them to do? Of course, it's going to be easy to make them into militants and and, and feed them propaganda when they see this direct colonization and destruction of their people going on. That's where one person's terrorist is another one's freedom fighter. And then people like stand with Israel. Like they did nothing wrong. They did plenty wrong. And they push it to this point of (laughs) humans doing insane things to each other and killing with reckless abandon instead of finding a way to mediate and find brotherhood through something as stupid as pro wrestling that can bring the world together. Well, it's just going to make the war worse if they watch yeah, yeah. any of these shows. Yeah. Um, you know, there's also the way it kind of adds up from what I've seen. And this is very much the U.S. kind of act like the the Rothschilds and trying to fund both sides of the war. Because yeah. didn't they just give $6 billion to Iran, but Iran yes. financially supports Hamas in a way? And Hamas came out and said, thank you for the $6 billion from you, for them, all the money and weapons from Iran that was paid for by this. So now you're saying, why is this? It's all controlled. All wars are banker wars at the end of the day. That's why I've met both sides. They're making yeah. money on both sides on yeah. two different fronts. They've never made more profits now as part of the military industrial complex as they are right now. And it's only getting worse. And they're hoping for 
China and Taiwan to China to move in because then they can send weapons to Thai. I mean, it's literally, you know, the way they're looking at it, like we can just pay off the entire $33 trillion debt off of (laughs) all these wars and nobody's ever going to hold them accountable because once again, just like Bush and Cheney, we want to meet. You can't take notes. We can't, you can't interview us alone and then you'll never be able to publish our answers. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're living in right now. I'm and if, you, see, if we even say anything now, if we were in Canada, they're actually shutting podcasts and YouTube channels down for the fact of, and then UK actually arrested somebody on pre-crime officially. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's not all like, oh, these little skirmishes, all this is under the exact same umbrella to tear down the American experiment. And it will, what's the what's the next lie hop event that it'll happen that that these agents of chaos are already here, whether they're from Iran, Russia, or China, <laughs> a Chinese police station in New York City, <laughs> checking in on Chinese people, right? Like from China, uh, just saying, America, you better not act this way. And then, like you said, we can't even say or speak up. Who knows? This might get demonetized. The, the whole channel just based on this talk alone of laying out the simple overarching pieces but everybody's so quantified into what group that they're in whether uh palestinian israel ukrainian supporters cul-de-sac moms whoever the fuck it is <laughs> you know the, the scariest part and you were talking we we're talking off camera about you know christian stuff and everything the thing that scares me the most is we are we are like yeah, I almost stroked out. Let's say I, I I I'm gone. I I, I went beyond the bell curve of wrestlers dying forty. <laughs> so the thing I look at is the scariest thing. If you read the Bible as well, is that this is the exact situation to bring in the Antichrist because the Antichrist at first is going to bring world peace. So we're itching and begging for people like Trump or whoever else that might come in and save the world. But that's right in line with revelation of the beginning of the end. You might think right now it's tribulation and it's, it's bad, but I think there's going to be somebody that's going to bring a peace to the world, but that person is going to be the most dangerous one of all. But then what does he do after? So the Antichrist brings peace to the world and then was like, just kidding, fuck him, and then takes well, over. It's, it's no different. You look at it. You look at just a bit of Israel. Netanyahu, they, they, they say Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East, but hasn't this guy been in power for like 16 years or more, or since like 1999, even longer? Yeah. Like yeah, he's so basically— And Yasser Arafat pretty much ate it, right? He was the Palestinian version, right? He was their president. Right. And so after that, it was like the shift of power and Netanyahu uh, came in and made the whole BB fucking brand and all that shit. But weren't there a peace accords that um, that Trump actually fostered between Palestine and Israel when yes. he was in office? Mm-hmm. So they just ignored that now. That's done. Well, it's those who new 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 world order who want all this to fall and for all that to be that way, to have America fall. Uh, that is what I believe this is, is not just their beef or Ukraine beef or China, Taiwan beef. It's the, this has all been calculated since Saudi, China, Russia, and India all came into the pack together to get rid of the U S dollar. Like I said, all these are banker wars. GGP will be right on this. 
and to make it look like a whole a war in the holy land or that those fucking commie rushes or china big brother china social score gonna crush taiwan the main exporter of products to america like all these fucking things are going to happen. So you're talking about social credit, kind of like State Farm's drive and save and the other things that are not social credit score? <laughs> not that. Okay, no, just that's something else different. And really, you put it under the guise of a country, but it's all a corporation, whether it's BlackRock, fucking Raytheon selling weapons or, or Northrop Grumman or any anything bank-wise, Rothschild-related central bank, and then dump in all these fucking immigrants eat up all the tax dollars, do a quick bing, bang, boom over there. So America's on lockdown and we're all scared and in fear. And you've got the easy way to topple all these dominoes. So the Saudi 2040 experiment and everything else becomes the new, 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 new world order. <laughs> so do you think, do you think Al might uh, sell me a piece of OVW if I, I have this 95 acre piece of land with a cabin on it in Kentucky that I'm, I've been looking at? Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you could you could buy in. I don't think there'd be a problem with that. Absolutely, he'll, brow, he'll still browbeat me no matter what. <laughs> Even if I'm working with him, we need somebody for season three to be the the new lead star. So <laughs> uh, I would love to see that, no doubt. Is it uh, an elderly, elderly person that you need in that spot? Like, I think so. Yeah. There's nobody else okay. I'd, I'd rather see. Uh, but yeah, well, your birthday's canceled, Stevie. So no worries. There. I think that I think everybody's birthday is going to be canceled if it keeps <laughs> going like this. Yeah, yeah, man. Your death day might not be though. Fuck. Um, St. Louis, Missouri, October sixth, twenty twenty three, uh, is the show uh, for SmackDown Live. I don't know. I guess my overarching. Uh, note on this was even while we were in the smackdown live self-help group, group. we were having a good time listening to music but this show just dragged i don't know if you felt the same way there wasn't a lot of flow here and a lot of things that left me scratching my head uh in format wise and right after coming off of watching trios my mentors from chicago uh improvised this weekend what they would do is get a suggestion from the audience start a main scene where they develop these characters and then switch out uh, to like a side scene, but then fold back in, switch out to another side scene, fold back. They'd always come back to the main storyline. And I just recorded episode 27 of the alleged consultants. And one of the major notes from almost three years ago at this time during the Thunderdome era was format. There is no format. There's just meaningless matches. Nothing means anything of what the, ongoing storyline is now they had it with this with bloodline and jury duty but it just really dragged to get to a predictable point because fast lane was saturday so no real business was being done to move the ball forward what do you think about it yeah it used to be where the go home show was the most important show to try yeah. to sell a pay-per-view now let's say let's just get through tonight this isn't even the important show we got to get to the the, you know, we got to get to the Pizza Hut banners around there. Now and now it's like Major League Baseball. I always right. pop to when there's athletes in the ring and obviously like a Lashley, they do not eat pizza. But the Pizza <laughs> Hut thing is everywhere around. But that's what we're looking at. We're looking at it more of a homogenized type of thing. And also, WWE has a habit when they're about to move TV license deals, the, the product just tanks. Have you mm. noticed that? Like yeah. before Fox, they just tanked it for that network because we're going to another one. We're right. and they're in that spot now. What's the date on the 
on the brands moving or the shows moving. Uh, that I'm not sure on. I got to believe it's probably end of the quarter. You know, so end of the quarter, but they've already just checked out. It feels like, and they're running on autopilot. And unfortunately, you got guys like Cena coming. You know, they they're happy to have Cena back, but. My conspiracy theory is once the strike's over and he goes back to acting, he's gone. Yeah. As, as quickly as he came, yeah. he's going to leave. It's um, just a way for him and Rocky to make money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and even here, I had a story up I didn't do in the locker room. Cena said, I've made it clear that you can't do both because of liability insurance. If I were to try and juggle both, that'd be very selfish because I'd put a whole lot of people in the movie business out of work if something were to happen to me. Yeah, I stopped the project in the middle of it. I can't even talk about the project because of the strike, but we're in the middle of it. As soon as we get back to work, we go back to work. I don't control any of that. I'm crossing my fingers, and I hope we can find a resolve everyone's happy with for right now i feel this is the best way i can help to come back home to my family yeah make money He's like, hey, hey, get back to work i gotta get yeah. the hell out of here that's why i got out of it right <laughs> me too like if they call if the fucking uh uh jews of hollywood call fuck you guys be careful <laughs> see you're part of the problem yeah I you're am, the I problem well, i mean i am uh means blah you know I, my heat's back that's right last night ray's like well you don't got to worry about heat for a while. i'm like yeah you got that right you wait till the 21st um but yeah on, on autopilot is what it seemed but here's the thing the place they're moving to already knows what it feels like to get fucked over by them on raw over and over again and now they're moving smack down to usa because it's doing a 2.2 when raw went from a 1.9 down to a 1.3 in the last six months uh and will continue to drop further because now where is the home for that so you're just going to put a show that was over on Fox on USA and keep your fingers crossed that it's going to do well. But really, if you've got no Roman on there and Cena's leaving to go back, what happens when they go back over to raw and they get Roman reigns for one or two shows just to appease the network executives. And then it's right back to the same old playbook of mail it in. Why, why hasn't been, is there something wrong with him or is he working in Hollywood? Well, he's not working in Hollywood. But not working in Hollywood, just well, time off. Is he, yeah, just time off and that's it. Or the kayfabe and a leukemia flare up. I don't know. I mean, I can see him being off until they move to USA to buy him that two to four weeks of, look, we popped the rating and then he can go back to doing whatever he's doing. Right. I hope he's okay, but it's really suspicious that the guy you put years and years into is finally on a roll and people are wanting to see him and you got the rock come back and there's no, not even crossing paths on the aisle. Like one guy coming up the ramp, one guy going down yeah. and just to look what, what that's like a wasted thing. Well, you like, they could go back off strike tomorrow, Hollywood, and they can go back to work and they missed that opportunity to at least plant the seed with the hope for WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, and, and where after The Rock stooged that off on uh, on uh, McAfee's show that, that was supposed to go on, where's Roman's response to that? You know what I mean? And and getting the heat of that. Uh, it didn't go down because you're too Hollywood and you didn't want a piece of this. You know what I mean? Like anything to work it. There was no, there was no rebuttal from that. And really the bloodline is not dead in the water, but like eh. – Nobody really gives a shit, not compared to when they had Sammy in there or when it was at its peak with uh, Jimmy and Jay uh, having heat with Roman. Now it's just mailed in until Paul Heyman looks at his phone and says the same stupid words every week. 
Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, he also acknowledged his bounce checks on uh, the show. Actually, <laughs> that's my imagination. He didn't do that. <laughs> Um, we start with a recap of last week, uh, recap last week down is what I put, put here. So looked good in the first uh, two minutes, uh, better than, uh, you know, that's what WWE does well is put together these fast packages. We're like, wow, that looked cool. And da, 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 da. but if you sit there through all 20 minute segments of some of this stuff, it's, it's brutal. It's pulling teeth. There's tons of holes in the storyline. Nothing makes sense entrance wise to get max value. But when you chop it all down into two minutes, Okay, so weird. Uh, L.A. Knight uh, kicks it off, but he gets interrupted by Paul Heyman, uh, and then we're going to get uh, a setup for Jimmy Uso versus uh, L.A. Knight later in the show. So that was uh, pretty much uh, the setup for this. I don't know. None of it really uh, was too biting to, to start off, but L.A. Knight looks like an absolute star in the ring. And I did see a thing where he's like, I don't know if I deserve the be in the ring with the rock and Cena at this time. Like he can't be putting out statements like this. This is the time for him to be a mega star. Those guys were in the same spot. You didn't hear the rock saying that kind of shit. When he started getting over, you got to play the high level profile LA guy that you are not the, I've worked 20 years and finally it's getting to this point, but it came so fast overnight. I'm not ready for it. Nope. You were already overprepared for this. It was their fault missing it for so many years. And now you're going to get your own max value out of it. Not, I can't believe it's not butter. Like that shit sucks. Yeah. I, I, I've seen him do a lot of like these interviews and it's funny too, at the wrestling analysis channel, just, this is a good analogy. I'm starting to get accused of exposing the business. And I'm like, have you guys ever seen the show out of character or the bump (laughs) or any interview where the guy busted open radio where these guys fully expose the business and take sometimes tons of credibility away from what they're doing. Like you said about LA night, the the thing that he's ruining right now is the mystique. I feel like he's, he's everywhere too much. In other words, the anticipation of hearing LA night and then the song and him coming out is like, wow. But if you've seen interviews all week with him, then it's like, Oh, it's cool to see him live. Like, it doesn't have the same, like, man, this week, I hope he's on the show. I haven't seen him since last week on TV. And do you see what I mean? It's like quality. He's a special attraction right now. He's not a main eventer, but he's a special attraction. And what he's doing is taking every bit of that speciality out of the attraction. They're they're pimping it out. They're pimping it out too much. Like Wait, they're starting now that they kind of – WWE has a way of no, 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 no. And the people are yes, 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 really loud. Mm-hmm. Then when they give in, it's like, oh, you want it. We'll shove it right down your throat, just like Roman Reigns. Now they could turn them heel by doing that. They got to yeah. be very careful. No, I agree with that for sure, man. And um, I, I think I'm going to break down that that slam that goes into the elbow. Dude, he's never dropped anybody like good on that one. It's never been a flat bump. Have you noticed that? Uh, shoulder yeah it's always shoulder yeah yeah it was on this one that's for sure i think i wrote that later um so that's how we're we're kicking it off how about this though uh the the here's the interesting politics especially with the firings and nothing gets out for a reason but you know as much as nash has been through i don't think he gives no fucks at all you know what i mean uh he's he's just trying to hold on to reality after a crushing year of losing his best friend and his son but Nash on his podcast talking about (laughs) 
that he talks to Triple H and Triple H didn't want to pay this guy what he asked because he's just doing nostalgia of the Rockets. So it was like Triple H burying him and, and Nash saying it on his podcast, right? And then even Nash talking about the rumors of Steph and, and, and game, their marriage ending and things like that. Like things are getting out that way. And if Nash don't give a fuck and saying it's coming from Triple H, well, then what is going on behind the scenes with with what you're talking about there? You know what I mean? That that's very interesting. Usually Nash would be, you know, lip sealed a, a top general in that shit, but it's just coming out on the podcast and then not getting addressed. And like you said, what does LA Knight need? He needs his Vince McMahon. Well, <laughs> here's Nat, here's the click ready that are openly burying you. It's not making TV. But Nash is leaking out that Triple H doesn't give a fuck about paying you because he thinks you're a ripoff act. There's the heat. Why aren't we playing it out? Yeah, I mean that's unfortunate. That 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 brings back very very bad memories when that guy starts talking like that. You know your career is because he they won't let it go. They won't let it go. There's a famous story I sent you that Jindrak was supposed to be an evolution. I have my story about that as well. Yeah, but. Hunter Hunter and Flair made it apparent they did not want Jindrak in that group. They wanted Batista, but they could have had as many people as they wanted sure. in the group. But that kind of stuff, man, you, you just, you know, all the wrestling analysis aside, when you do that kind of shit and you mess with people's money, especially a guy working 20 years to get there, you better be careful because you might get the wrong dude one day, and it's you're never coming back from that. That's what I'm right. saying. Well, I think now's the t- a strange time because they're all out to pasture, but that means they can be even more dangerous. But the fact that the rock still has heat with them to the point that they didn't even put him in young rock and put Sean and the click in there. Right. Like you got him on your side kind of naturally. I don't know where he stands with Cena, but if there was ever a time to get on the mic and shoot bang, bang. And I think triple H would endorse this because it's already out there through Nash's podcast is to shit on those guys and, and let Nash game and, and Sean look like they're still the same old click that was trying to bury Shane Douglas to whoever it was and starve them out. Cause the, the tiger don't change its stripes. Apparently, no matter how much you're the daddy of NXT, when these things are being said, that shows what was really going on with the old boy click backstage, even still, even now. So name it and put rock on your side and Cena on your side and, and level up. And now we have something with a real power play that, that fans will be talking about on the sheets. Hopefully Hunter doesn't have the power he used to hopefully Endeavor has taken this over and has limited that type of nah, I don't think so. Like it's one person's opinion. The t-shirts are selling the the idea. If they do go back to quarter hour or minute by minute, I have no doubt that this guy is drawing a good rating, but that I'd like to believe that. But Dana White, if he doesn't like you and Dana's really the game of over there, you're fucked too. So they play the same stuff. Dana doesn't like you, but Dana, these people don't even know him. And I know you're talking about the riddle stuff, but that's what, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, that makes me so uneasy to hear that because it, it, he's done it so many times to so many talents. And dude, you're you're married to the boss's daughter. What the fuck are you so insecure about? Paul London famously said he has a fragile ego, and it's just it's incredible. 
that you your spot is more secure than anybody else's, but you're still protecting it. And you're not even wrestling anymore, but you're still protecting your spot. Or you're or you're taking guys out that are should you could be going, see, I made him and showing your genius of the attitude era and how to get this over as an even evolved version of it. But instead, you're gabbing to Nash and Nash is going right to the internet with it. That's interesting to me, bro. And then not calling it out on TV. That that's that's where we're losing the the whole money. Put the click back together. Make them look evil. Do all that shit. Um. Then we can get Jerry Duty backstage on a walkthrough because that's super exciting to watch a bunch of goths come and hang out and walk through the back of the arena. And then uh, I guess the new game they found is that Rhea Ripley is going to emasculate all the men in the group and tell them what to do. And she's telling them, go over here and fuck you. Uh, I'd be like, fuck me, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to here, but you're, you're not my mommy. Like instead all the guys are like, Oh, okay. <laughs> they go and do it. Very, very weird stakes in this, bro. Um, anything to add on that or no? Well, you're referring to the locker room thing when she tells everybody to leave. <laughs> no, even like, even in this, she tells no, people. I'm just to, saying, to go over you know, there. that's yeah. the part where really is everybody standing face to face, and she's the one that emasculates the entire, like the, the group, the entire everybody. fight that's about to happen. Yeah. She shuts that down. Yep. Yep. It's, and of it's, course, Polly's facial expressions are just so realistic and right on with everything. Yeah, I'll get to that. Uh, we go to Charlotte uh, and Asuka versus. Um, we are in control now. Damage control. Uh, Bailey getting that, that big donkey out there. Oh my God. I mean, uh, taking over Tony Storm's spot of uh, ass of the month out here, I guess. And. I, I just was like, I thought this was a pretty good match the way it works. You know, I mean, I thought the everybody wrestled, uh, you know, to the top of uh, their abilities. But I'm I'm looking at all these girls in the ring, and I go, have Stevie name their character summaries. If you were to look at uh, <laughs> Asuka and Charlotte and Bailey and uh, the genius of the sky and look at them based on how they're dressed and some – non-wrestling fan is going to sit down and be like, who are these girls and what are Blade, they? Blades of Steel. Blades of Glory. Blades, Blades of Steel is a great game. That's better yeah. than this. Blades <laughs> of Glory. I think they're all figure skaters or some kind of like Las Vegas dancers turned wrestlers, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you got the girl who, uh, uh, the Bailey, who rides a dirt bike, a BMX, the BMX motocross division, and yeah. goes and competes in like monster truck rallies that, or that's something. The, that's closer than I was, man. And they, they, they position themselves to have to run the longest distances to kind of hit each other. You know. And they do the, the, they do like a, it's like being in a rodeo where they go in a circle. I do, dude, dude. I, I don't think the match was good. And no, Charlotte went back. She caught herself after the pin. I'm sure you saw it. <clears throat> Excuse me. She almost did the NXT. I can't believe I just yeah, won yeah. the match. And she, did you notice that? Yes, yes, yes. There was there was some definite oh takes and, and that type of shit. I was just like, well, nobody botched or got too hurt, so uh, that's why I was putting it over. Um, are we at that, that point? Are we yeah, still at that point are. now? My we God, there's there not a funeral after SmackDown. Yeah. It was a good match. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the the stripper uh, combined with the ice figure skater for Charlotte, absolutely. And then I don't know what Oscar comes down with this dragon demon mask, and they call well, her. Let's the not M- forget that she wears her underwear on the outside of her outfit. I yeah, can never get past that. <laughs> doesn't know how to wear underwear so she we're, could be we're, wearing a football helmet when she comes out as well <laughs> so she doesn't herself like right right she's she's special i dressed myself I today <laughs> and and then at the same time has kiss makeup on yeah so you're like oh but they call her the empress of tomorrow how come every time i wake up the next day she's never the emperor uh, you know, I, I don't understand that. Can we then, call her the, the, the demon and drag? Like the demon yeah. from WCW? Yeah, I guess. Or else she'll show up in mom jeans. Like, it's strange with Skittles hair. Like, I've never seen any emperors of the past uh, from the Ming dynasty dye their hair uh, split tone two color, <laughs> purple and, and pink. So I remember the, when they built the Great Wall of China because I'm that old. Yeah. And they and they were there. And after they did it, they went, oh, my God, I can't believe <laughs> we built it. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. And then uh, the the genius of the sky jumped off it and hit a, hit a 450 and nobody did anything. Genius of the sky tripped on the apron. <laughs> what well, if the apron was the in the sky the apron yeah she's the moron of the apron genius of the sky but you're right dude that's a great point somebody should be sitting there going if this is the first time i'm tuning into professional wrestling and i have a weekend of football coming up and they got a pay-per-view tomorrow what's selling me on this and then you look at it and be like it looks like the it looks like the macy's uh clothing section exploded in the rain and just landed on people <laughs> it does it uh, it looked like uh all right ladies you get 5 minutes to run through the mall and get everything that you can at oscar's putting panties <laughs> on the supermarket suite <laughs> yeah, supermarket suite right like uh and and then genius of the sky i don't know if she's supposed to be like a space pirate or whatever she's supposed to be like i was just looking at the archetypes going what the fuck are these girls how are you supposed to relate to them well why don't we would somebody should ask them because i bet you they don't have the answer either I, uh, yeah i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it um so i was just gonna say they're the best because it's a nice storyline they're the best uh charlotte over on bailey uh decent match i put not great match decent um jury duty uh is in the bloodlines locker room i like this as a show don't tell of like bloodlines enter and and uh keep it uh hold up og like all this fucking hood talk from samoans pops me too of like you want to talk about cultural appropriation that the fucking usos are like as world star hip-hop as you could possibly be bro like even to a laughable point um and then but uh jury duties in there and they say oh you're in the wrong spot no we're in the exact right spot and then it's a big face off and there's tension i don't mind this is a setup then all of a sudden <laughs> Rhea ripley makes all the guys look like pussies and kicks them all out of the locker room so she can sit down and do jury duty business with paul Heyman and talk for real because the rest of these guys are just idiots and shouldn't have any say whatsoever. She now makes all the decisions going forward. What? It just is. It, it was as bad of a, a, a scene choice as you could possibly have. Well, the thing is, too, if I'm that person that just saw the, the Macy's clothing section explode in the ring, and now it comes to this, now I'm looking and saying, well, wait a minute. The the bloodline are heels and they kicked Jay out and they were at the Cody angle and all this stuff. 
these guys are heels that basically killed Edge and they just been running roughshod over everybody. Yep. Like, who am I cheering for? Who am I booing for? What am what am I doing? It's very yeah. confusing. And even commentary isn't saying, my God, everything in WWE is turned upside down. The good guys are fighting the good guys. The bad fight. This is if you present that though that universe to me and those boundaries and rules. Now I'm like, oh, all the rules is now for the next couple months. There are no rules. It's crazy. It's chaos. But they don't even talk about it. Can't grieve forever. I guess. I mean. <laughs> well, this is the heel side Sun Tzu of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But there is no common enemy for them to unite against. It needs to be some baby faces have got the bloodline on their heels to some degree that Roman's not around and the other Usos on the other show, and they aren't as strong as they were. And then when it's time for them to heal, we actually get help from jury duty to do something dastardly that ties them together. Instead, they're just forming a bad guy Alliance for the fuck of it, which isn't too far off from uh, what we explained earlier with (laughs) uh, Iran, uh, Saudi, uh, India, and China and Russia together. Uh, But, They'll never touch that with a 10-foot pole. This is just some stupid fucking, uh, you know, factions that neither are really over. So what do we do? Put them together. They want to be the best. They, well, it's, it's to see who runs the show. Oh, yeah. The people that run the show <laughs> that always get jobbed out. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Rhea emasculates everyone, throws them out, talk to Paul. Oh, she talks to Heyman. Uh Rhea versus, or excuse me, not Rhea, uh, Ray versus Bobby Lashley here, Bobby Ashley to some. Uh, street, uh, the Street Profits come down in matching suits, look like they're about to join the Temptations in a fucking, <laughs> cool. ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low. I was like, dude, why would you wear identical fucking suits? You couldn't look more like fucking you know, goofs in my opinion, when they, they should be at least opposite each other. Last week we had the prom. I wore to my, my tuxedo. I wore to prom uh, in junior year. So that was a, a am, am I the only one watching this weekend and week out who says to himself, the street profits are getting less over with each week. Absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. It's a shame because like you said, they were the, they were like the admin. And this isn't even an insult. This is a great compliment. They were the athletic, cool bushwhackers, where you, the the kids and the fans loved them. Every town you had, you could sell different merch. They could be killing it yep. on merchandise for every single town they go to. Yep, you just yeah, have whatever I, pro team colors that there are. You're in fucking Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. You're wearing yellow and green, right? You <laughs> well, you just make the jerseys that look like Milwaukee jerseys, like but they're street profits. Yeah, That's they're street profits. Exactly that. They, exactly. they 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 had a boatload of money, and I don't even know if there's a kind of a little bit of a side conspiracy. Usually, when that happens, and they take that kind of babyface steam and that kind of merch away from you, is there some kind of heat on the street profits that they're just making them Lashley's lackeys? Just yeah, a question. I, I don't know the answer, but 
I think it may be, but it feels to me like Vince got tired of playing with those toys and didn't realize the the value that was with them. And they wanted to do something with the hurt business, but they didn't believe in Cedric and Apollo and Shelton because they've been seen too much. So we'll put these guys in with them who could do it. And there's just no roadmap to success of where it was going further forward. So no, I'm going to argue that no, you guys destroyed Cedric and Shelton. And if you're talking about a put Apollo Cruz there, you killed their momentum, not them. Yeah. It wasn't, it's so funny how the office, when you lose, you really lost a match like it was real. But mm-hmm. then when it's convenient, then it's a, it's a creative decision. Yeah. Yeah. Pass the heat. Right. Um, Bobby Lashley goes over and I'm like, wow, they did a title change on SmackDown. Cause I didn't think that this was going to be on the pay-per-view. And then it's non-title. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, bro? This and this was an awesome match, dude. Lashley wearing suits, like covering up what makes him special, comes out for this match as jacked as I've ever fucking seen. Bigger him, and leaner, bigger and leaner, dude. Looked fucking incredible. Uh, and then Ray looks great too. And these guys are two top tier performers, WWE style, at the top of their game, and put on a banger here. And then left me going, oh. Oh, <laughs> at the end off the finish when I didn't realize that it was non-title because they were hyping up the U.S. title before the match. So um, at the end, uh, LWO gets fucking laid out by Street Profits and Lashley and kicked the shit out of them. So now they're going to be down a guy and they allude to uh, later in the show, who's it going to be like at Fastlane to fill in for him? I mean, Stevie Wonder could see that it was going to be Carlito, you know, after we've had this. So, like, if anything, Carlito probably should have come down here to even the odds, and we see that team standing together at the end instead of trying to do some dumb surprise. The vet schooled me that they started the match uh, even after they were having – they announced on SmackDown they were having a surprise partner for it now that the other guy's taken out. They started at three-on-two and waited for Carlito to run down in the middle of the match for the save. So everybody just looks stupid and and like, we're just waiting for the surprise that we know that it is. They don't weigh, they, they think that these dynamic entrances are going to outweigh the storyline. It really just makes everybody look stupid and waiting for the predictable thing to happen. Well, he did it twice. The Cena in the show, they hit his music for him to run down twice. I, that yeah. shocked me. Like, why are you not saving Cena until the end? I don't or know. Anything like that. I don't I know. Don't know. Uh, but LWO got fucked up on the outside. I put I put this was a good match. And then right after this, uh, well, the next match. So we have uh, Rhea with Heyman backstage with a cameraman doing this discussion. Rhea kicks everybody out, and it's supposed to be closed doors. Then let that be it. Everybody out, closed doors. We know something is happening. Instead, everybody out, except you, cameraman. Now shoot our private conversation for TV. Bro, it's these types of things that are enraging. The crowd easily could have made up whatever conversation in their own minds that Rhea and Paul were supposedly having to do some unification between jury duty and the bloodline back there. So they could even just use like CCTV footage, like grainy black and white, but still had the mic. So you can hear what we're absolutely, going on. yeah, or or fucking somebody's mic'd up and they don't realize it, and we get that uh, making a murderer, you know, like outside the locker room door type. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. The, and you hear it, and you but they're like, shh, shut the fuck up, what are they saying? 
right? And we get a, a voyeuristic point of view. Instead, nope, let's insult everybody's intelligence as much as we possibly can by making the worst production choice there is. I've talked to my students about this. I talked about this on the Friday locker room. Talked about this on Light the Fuse with the Tony Storm stuff going out in color. They just re-released the super cut of that all in black and white because they know they fucked up. When you do this shit, and Stevie's a production master, he knows every bit about this. When you do this, you are the stuntman, the performer and monologist, the director, the editor, the sound engineer, and the cinematographer. And if you don't know what your character or what the scene needs and how to set up to that, all of those things go into it to increase the stakes, to increase the viewership of, of how we're controlling the viewers and how we're letting our story out. And you just do things without a setup shot or without the right music or leave fucking a cameraman in the room to stooge this shit off. You look like an idiot and you're not taking care of your own business. And, and you're, you act like you care about this shit. I love this business. Not enough to take care of the small details you don't. And a Paul Heyman who fucking fought the biggest dogs at the hottest time should never allow this to happen, in my opinion. Paul Heyman ECW would never allow that to fucking happen. Although Vince McMahon beyond the map would never let this happen either. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's very frustrating to see subpar work like this even make it to TV or the Tony Storm thing that I thought was a brilliant reinvention of character and style. And they open it up with a silver screen black and white graphic. Then they cut to a fucking uh, in-color movie and close with a silver screen graphic. That would never make it by my desk, bro. No way would that make it to air like that. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I I would say this one thing they're actually really consistent with is insulting the audience's intelligence. <laughs> so they've been on a, they've been on quite the roll yeah. there. Yeah, they have, buddy. Well, to come right back to it, here's the here's the biggest formatting snafu of the night. After that match with Lashley and, and Ray that left us scratching our heads off an awesome match and thought it was going to be a title change and wasn't. We have that little stupid scene that insults our intelligence. Then we come back to have Austin Theory versus Dragon Lee. This is Dragon Lee's debut, a luchador on SmackDown. Hey, who do you get to follow? The greatest luchador of all time who just had a fucking banger match. Now get out there and follow that, kid. You just took, you you gave him no chance to get over to the to the highest possibility on his debut. And he, him in theory had a really good match here, but it meant so much less because we just booked Ray and Ashley before this, bro. Literally wrestling wise, these matches are back to back and take away everything that should make Dragon Lee shine and be special. Well, there's another thing too, by the way. Yeah, you're right. Fans, unfortunately, will look at that and say, this match is essentially two of the same. So why am I watching another guy in a mask? That's the only thing. They're thinking, I think the thing that hurt them, and this is no offense against the other guy, they've been burying Cameron Grimes, and now this guy has to come out and save you? And, and save you, yeah. The, it's And we just did it. All we did was exactly what we ran back earlier, and instead of a baby face running to fuck over the he, the the or the heels fuck over the babies, the baby comes fucks over the heel to clear the way for the win on this. But it's the same thing that they just did with Street Profits and LWO. So we ran it back twice, back to back, bro. 
Well, if you think about it, tons of people are running out the entire show. Seen it yeah. twice. Yeah. This one, the other one. I think one more after that, there was another run in. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Jur- jury duty runs in to save the bloodline. Well, there you go. And these guys are working way too hard, taking way too big of bumps to fucking have their segments be lessened by formatting errors. That's what it really comes down to. And formatting for a pay-per-view. Yeah, and the night before. You're not you're not wrong there. Um, Grimes takes out Waller on the outside, and we get a victory roll roll up uh, for Dragon Lee to go over on Austin Theory. Austin Theory did a good job in his promo to kick the kick off the segment and get some heat real quick, so the roll up meant more. But, but like you but said, Grimes Dragon- Grimes uh, tied to Dragon Lee out of nowhere, even though Waller fucked him over last week. I don't know, weird, right? Well, also, Dragon Lee should be getting locals and showing his moves. He's winning. He's slipping over with a, with a roll-up or a schoolboy. Yeah. We don't know what his finish is and how. He's obviously not as good as Ray Mysterio. Like you just said, we just saw that. Even though Ray lost, we know his moveset. This guy, we have no idea, but small package, schoolboy, go over. That looks like just a nobody slipping over on a star instead of beating him with the finish. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there either, man. Um, strange, strange, strange booking choices all the way around. Then we get uh, Jimmy Uso versus uh, L.A. Knight. It doesn't really do much until uh, Solo Sokoa attacks, and it gets thrown out, and they start getting heat on him. Cena runs out to do the save here and square off. And then jury duty comes to make it uneven numbers because obviously Raya and Paul Heyman have struck a deal together and we just get more like acting uh, to go off air with this. Um, Not really a a big climax or anything like that. And what's it going to end with, with, Jimmy having heat and Paul having heat because they're making deals without Roman's okay to do things along those lines. And it just, neither of these groups are getting over how they should. And now we've go ahead. Call cat cafe. (laughs) (laughs) This is this. The funny thing is you're either going to get this like, yeah, yeah, it's my trouble, chief. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not going to hear the other end of it for three to four months, if anything, or they may not even acknowledge it. And then when he finally comes back, you don't even care. Did he have his guest pass on where he was allowed to walk out there? Uh, These moments, these these amazing moments are made on every weekly show. I I just can't keep up with them. And, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, though, we are running in dangerously into, and this show might go to three hours. Quantity over quality. That's why everything's so oversaturated that things are falling through the cracks or gaping holes. People are just like, let's get through this week. We got tons of TV and a pay-per-view, all this. That's where it starts getting like rushed or throw a recap here and there and do that stuff. It just, the product is suffering. And you can see like the AW with, they don't even, they can't even afford the tarps anymore for the building. They they got so much TV. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to get over with all this TV. It's crazy. I never thought I would say that. Yeah. And not with, uh, if anything, you want to be less is more and not overexposed. Right. So. Well, the uh, wrestling is built on the wrestling. I think the biggest money draw 
in wrestling, talk about UFC and even sports, but mostly pro wrestling, is the anticipation. You wait, you make them wait for it and want it and really, really want it until they want to pay for it. But we're not getting that now. No. Shows like this frustrate me in the fact of guys are taking big bumps and doing big, dangerous spots uh, before pay-per-view for no real payoff or they're debuting and we're you only get that one chance to make a first impression on the main roster and you're not set up for success. And they're setting up to be midlined at best, you know, uh, none of it, none of it really is uh, structured the right way. And with some structure changes, it could be a much better show with the same pieces in play. That's a problem. Um, One thing I was looking forward to possibly for master shoot theater I haven't watched it, but uh, Big Ray had, had, had uh, smartened me up to it that after Jay and Cody won the belt, like during the scrum at the end, they were half in the bag hammered. Like I, I have to go watch it. I don't know if you've seen any highlight clips no. or there or not, but uh, I think uh, uh, hammered uh, scrum might be uh, the way to go that Vince is uh, pulling out all the stops. And well, I did. well, that's – that's a bad look too because that's, uh, yeah, that's like you're drinking in the building during the show yeah and you're an uso who's fucking <laughs> well, i mean everybody forgets that except for us yeah, i mean yeah. but my god you're actually showing up drunk it means you're drinking in the building in the locker room during the show that's a, that's a or you go in the cody, cody put over that he loved going to uh uh, AEW when he was a VP because he in his own office he had his own mini bar and that was just par for the course of the boys come in and let's sit down and have the Undertaker's whiskey moment da, 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 da. like you know what I mean FTR and those guys wanting to play over like so this could be uh, a fucking very we're very we're way too comfortable inside the bubble doing what we want to as over guys and what could possibly go wrong with that I don't know, man. That's uh, Cody's one thing, and that's whatever. But Jay just broke into this main event. You're called main event, main event Jay Uso. You got to stay in the main event. You can't get knocked because that looks stupid. Then, right? I've always yeah. said that's a terrible, a terrible moniker yeah. for for a wrestler because you can't stay in the, in this in this setup. You can't stay in the main event forever. Even Cody is now knocked down to a tag champ. Think about it. That's why I changed my name from independent Ben Hameen. Five, you call me a jobber, I get so we all <laughs> up from there. Uh, but I think uh, an inebriated scrum might be the way to go this week. Uh, I also, think we might, might, that, we watch another episode of Raw. We might need the drink, so it might, <laughs> it might be a shoot. Yeah, uh, somebody also said Declan was on camera at uh, Fastlane. So now my new uh, conspiracy theory is that Vince is Zoom calling directly to Declan, giving finishes. And if you want to argue or get your finish, you got to go talk to Declan. You you were joking for what? We've been doing that for three, four years yeah. now. You've been yeah. joking about get me Declan. Now they got him. They, they got him. <laughs> got him. Fucking. Uh yeah, dude. Uh some some fun stuff this week. I look forward to talking uh with you and Vince on it on Monday after we get through this three hour show. Just hearing three hour smackdown after this show sent chills down my spine. Where's Raw gonna go? What lies are they gonna tell the USA network executives when numbers keep plummeting? Uh and uh we'll see who else from 
AEW shows up, I think there's going to be a lot more talent jumping ships soon. And to see some of those pictures from AEW this weekend, they got to be riding one ass cheek too, because the arena was about 70% empty. Uh, for this past Wednesday. Yeah, but they did take down one video over the past month, so it's been around. I feel when I feel tingles down my spine, it's it skips a couple levels because there's space there. Yeah, well, I was just saying it's not fused because you keep doing push-ups and Stevie kicks. Hey, you got the about, hey, I'll show you this. Hey, 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 how about we rest, hey, hey, how about hey, we rest oh, a little bit sharp. more? <laughs> I am my sharp. Ah, um, yeah. How about we rest think, a little more on our birthday? We take the day off and we rest. How about that? I think I go back to the gym later. Oh, Got the little total gym thing there. Doing a little yeah. bit of rotational training. Easy. Go easy. That's way too much in uh, incline. I was going to raise it after that. Huh. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I don't know what AW is. It looks like the – the thing, what I mean, they got a tons more money, but yeah, we can get into that on a different show. But man, it just feels like the final days of WCW at this point. Absolutely, it really does. does. It does. And you got Jerry Lynn and people I really like there. I don't want to see the company close. No, but the company doesn't seem to be doing anything really well to try to keep themselves open. No, and they, there's word that there's oh they're going to get older WWE talent and WWE is going to take their younger talent. Well, that. <laughs> It spells disaster. That's, that's WCW. Yeah, that spells disaster. Like, I don't understand how we don't learn from uh, from history. We just are doomed to repeat it over and over again. So, oh, yeah, man. Well, I hope you uh, actually have some birthday cake and sugar on your birthday, man, and uh, enjoy it. Uh, go to the Kitty Cafe and get a nice latte uh, and hang out and stroke, stroke some pussy. I already had a cookie cake on uh, Saturday. Oh, nice. Good, man. Good. Right good, good. He's smiling. Had three uh, cats, one one night. I might got like a little this big of a piece. I got the rest. <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Well, uh, y'all, uh, what else going on with uh, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel this week? I know uh, match where where it went wrong uh, for you with Ric Flair uh, analyzing some of your own work. Uh, what else is uh, on the docket? Yeah, well, we have. I just this morning, I basically recorded and uploaded uh, Wednesday's video is going to be. The Bret Hart uh, corner turk or turnbuckle bump. I can't even say it. He yeah, doesn't read better. Front, says front it. Chest, yeah, chest so bump, I yeah. break down and analyze that. I'm going to put it a little bit more up on YouTube. I'm also going to be retooling the Patreon a little bit to make it possibly more affordable for people and make sure they get value out of that. And uh, considering a website to have a store, but that's something maybe down the line. But everything's going great. I mean, we have – you know, still hovering around 82, 83,000 subscribers, but I've been doing it for less than three months. So I'm not complaining, but we're, we're going to head to a hundred thousand subs. Stevie Richards fitness. I just put up the total gym first impressions. And also today I'm actually making live every year. I was doing my fitness journey update this year. A few things happened. So I kind of re recount those and talk about yeah. everything. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to do that once a year to see where I'm at. And, you know, I'm very blessed and grateful to be alive and upright. I've said that multiple times when I walk on a treadmill or I'm able to lift a weight or do something. It doesn't escape me that I wasn't able to do this a few short months ago. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, to go back to February, March, terrifying times, buddy. But I'm um, glad to see you healthy, wealthy, and wise and joining us here on the SmackDown Live Review as always, man. No, no matter what, if it's bad, we got to talk about it. I always am thankful for our time together. Dude. Same here. 
Yeah, I'm happy. Happy fucking birthday, pal. There's no, there's no such thing as birthday. We got a show to do. Uh, <laughs> October 21st, I'll be uh, in Cobleskill, New York with Immortal. Uh, plenty of shows going on here. I just recorded uh, episode 27. It's up on patreon.com slash media group right now of the consultants with some alleged feedback from the network president himself and uh, Shane McMahon, possible email in there uh, talking raw underground and uh, retribution and uh, only three weeks into it of Thunderdome and things that were off track and, and how we were trying to right the wrongs. There was some good positivity in there because we were the weeks before for that were just absolutely brutal and uh you get to see some of the consultants influence on the biggest uh, players in the game and then how they shut his own son down shortly after that so uh, it never ends but uh thank you guys for subscribing wherever it is patreon for stevie richards Hami media group uh russo twc or right here at channelattitude.com exclusively for your smackdown live review Control now. We got Jews in the house. <laughs>